right. All right. All right. <laughs> let's do it. Let's get, let's get into it. Let's be awesome. <laughs> we're gonna, you know what? We're going to be more awesome than WrestleMania, I bet. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Whew, that is not going over well, is it? <laughs> I'm... <laughs> guys, guys, everybody is destroying us in the media. Who? What can we do? Let's bring back The Rock. Because no one wants to see the end of the story that everyone wants to see. <laughs> Fuck Cody Rhodes. Fuck Cody Rhodes. Seriously. Seriously. No one likes him. <laughs> no one likes him. No, it's 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 really fun when you can actually hear the rock get like booed now because people are like, "What the fuck is this shit?" <laughs> well, hold that, the hell on, man. Now I don't remember my lingo. Mm -hmm. Them booing the rock now would be a shoot because the people are right. actually mad. Correct. <laughs> right. That's he's he's getting what they call X Pac heat. <laughs> oh, X Pac. Which is like when people aren't booing because you're the bad guy, people are booing because they're like legitimately pissed off of what you're doing. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm like legitimately not happy with this. And this is like unacceptable. Oh, man. Tragedy. So, like, so for whatever reason, I kind of got into a little bit this week. Not that I'm back on wrestling by any means. Mm -hmm. But, you know, every now and then I do like to catch what's going on. So, um, <laughs> Uh, I, I wanted to see how the whole Cody Rhodes reception was and everything. And um, basically I, I ended up wormholing for about 45 minutes and uh, I went back to a, to a segment and it's like, wait a minute, WWE, are you trolling yourselves here? I go to a segment like the week before the Royal Rumble, which is like, you know, about two weeks ago, right? Two, three weeks ago, mm -hmm. right? And we have this showdown between CM Punk and Cody Rhodes. Mm -hmm. And of course, CM Punk is, you know, kind of famous, infamous for, you know, being very outspoken over the years and, you know, dropping the pipe bomb, the shoot interviews, basically just saying whatever he feels. So in this interview <laughs> or in this like segment where he and Cody Rhodes are going back and forth, he says to Cody, he's like, look, man, he's like, I'm just telling you this because, you know, I respect you and you know, I really respected your dad. He said, but this is just how things go around here. He said, just when you think that it's your time, just when you've got that proverbial bite of the apple, just when you think you're going to headline WrestleMania, they'll book over top of you and bring back some legendary superstar who's a bigger draw. And that's just how it goes. And then son of a bitch, they turned around and literally did it. Oh, no. I mean, it's like, you, you know that CM Punk didn't just go out there and, like, say whatever the fuck he felt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you know that didn't happen. No damn way they let that happen. But then they turn around and literally do what CM Punk said they were going to do. <sighs> and it's like, wait a minute, is this like... Is this some self-fulfilling prophecy from you guys? I mean, is this like Vince McMahon's final giggle on the way out the door? <laughs> ah! 
fucking sons of bitches. So apparently, like, The Rock is now on the board of this company, TKO, which apparently, like, Mm -hmm. runs WWE now. Mm-hmm. So there's like this whole theory, like, oh, well, The Rock's on the board now, and you know, he's like, what better way to come in and make a big splash than to put myself in the championship match? So there are like, there are theories about what's going to happen here, but it's kind of like, dude, y'all have bounced yourselves into this corner right now, mm-hmm. and it's like when The Rock came out. So the night after the, uh, the 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 SmackDown after the Rumble, Cody Rhodes has like a showdown with uh, Roman Reigns. Da da da. Basically says, you know, um, it's not my time. I've got someone whose time is. And The Rock comes out, and people didn't exactly boo him, but when they started chanting, "This is not awesome." Oh no. Because, you know, like, This Is Awesome has become, like, Mm -hmm. the chant of the last decade, I guess, and it's annoying Mm -hmm. as shit, but whatever. And when they're going, this is not awesome, clap, 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 clap. It's like, oh, this is not really working out the way they hoped it would work out. It's it's so weird, because, like, so I just, I only follow really wrestling from, like, what people post on Twitter. And... Like the only good thing I saw about WWE over like the last year was, yo, this Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes is really good. Y'all, this is great. Oh my God. He's going to get to do it. And then it's like, no, I'm like, no, because the rock. And I mean, here's my thing. It's like, a, I mean, I like the rock. Mm -hmm. I get it. The rock is a star. He is. The rock is like, the Rock is one of the greatest draws in wrestling history. You know, I mean, the dude is a legitimate multi-platform superstar. Mm-hmm. But man, you know, sometimes, you know, God, when we started this whole podcast, it's it's literally been about 10 years now. Yep. Because it was 2014. Me mm-hmm. and the boy were watching wrestling. Of course, So Raw was a really big part of this show that day. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you can pretty much go back 10 years and listen to me bitching in the buildup about how, Jesus Christ, why can they not just get this Daniel Bryan thing right? Oh, God, I remember that. I mean, that was 10 years ago. That was yeah. how we started this podcast. <laughs> um, and it's like now, you know, they, they figured it out back then and they got it right. I don't know if they can do it again. I mean, they can, but mm-hmm. I don't know if they will. I don't know what's going to happen here. But the whole Cody Rhodes thing, like Cody Rhodes has turned himself into like must-see TV. Mm-hmm. Ever since he, he popped out, God, I'm guessing off the top of my head, it was about five years ago, five, six years ago. He popped out of WWE and said, look, thanks, but I'm going to go my own way and do my own thing. And he has basically been on like this whole run since then that has, I mean, like from the Indies to Japan to, mm-hmm. you know, Bullet Club, all that great shit. It has all been building kind of to WrestleMania. 
even mm-hmm. when we didn't know it was building to WrestleMania, it was building to WrestleMania. And it's like, it looked like last year was going to be it, and he came up just short. But it's like, okay, well, he'll get a crack at it next year. And here we are, and it's like, everybody wants to see Cody Rhodes get that title. Apparently, Roman Reigns has had a title for something like 1,700 days or something. Oh, my God. He's had like this super long title reign, which I mean, I didn't really know. Let's let's see if I can find this thing real quick. Uh, okay, right now, 1,256 days. The Jesus. longest championship reign since 1988. Wow, fourth longest ever. Fourth longest. I mean, and, and honestly, that's that's pretty damn cool. If you <laughs> can keep him, if you can keep somebody hot for that long. And apparently Reigns, they've done a good job with Reigns this time. You know, we talked years ago, they, they, yeah. they were not getting Roman Reigns right. Apparently they have figured some shit out, this whole bloodline thing, Paul Heyman, uh, the Usos. It has been some really good shit. But it's like, dude, you are set up to make Cody Rhodes like this megastar. And it's like, well, well no, because The Rock wants to come back. So I guess we'll see what happens. But yeah, WrestleMania is shaping up to be uh, to to be a, a, a potentially a bomb that just bombs. So here here is my here is my I don't know anything about wrestling, but maybe could this happen? Is there? Is there any way Cody Rhodes could actually come in and interrupt the match or do something like I, I don't know, wasn't like money in the bank a thing or something? I don't know. I don't know wrestling. So he can't, but the fact that he won the Royal Rumble, uh-huh, like gives him the opportunity to choose because there's two titles right now. There's the world title and like the universal title, I think. Basically, okay. each show has their own, right? All right. So being the winner of the Rumble gives you the choice of who you want to wrestle. So I guess now is he picking Seth Rollins? I don't know. I don't know. I've heard a few fan theories. You know, one that like The Rock could wrestle Reigns on Saturday night. And because apparently The Rock did this promo about a month ago. So Reigns has this whole thing going about being like the tribal chief and the head of the table. Mm hmm. You talked about a wrestling podcast. The quiet woman, go away. My wife's making fun of me right now. We're talking wrestling. Um, she, she doesn't understand that this show was built on soccer and wrestling 10 years ago. It's, true. it's actually true. This is a 10 year anniversary throwback. So. Um, <laughs> but you know, he, so he did this whole like promo about, you know, I'm coming, you know, maybe, maybe it's time to take back the head of the table. So there is this like theory out there that like, um, Oh, I'm sorry. And then Cody Rhodes said this whole thing about he wants to take everything from Reigns, not just the title. He wants to take everything from him. Mm-hmm. So there's this theory that maybe they're going to turn it into like Reigns headlining both nights and like on the first night fighting The Rock for head of the table rights, whatever that is. And then turn around the next night and like dropping the title to Cody Rhodes. So, 
you know, maybe they make something of this. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, man. We'll see. We'll see if they can script this better than the Premier League can script uh, how oh, this no. season's going for City. Oh, no. Let's let's then get into that. Welcome to episode 493 of the Foreign Affair podcast, the podcast oh. built on the Premier League and WWE. I am Edward Green, joined as always by McCollin Cry and Wes Bradshaw. And uh, we do have a chock full Premier League weekend to talk about, as well as a couple other matches that uh, came through last midweek. Uh, we will also have a quick preview of the Champions League because the round of 16 starts next week, uh, as well as an FA Cup finalizer. Uh, news and notes, pimp in the athletic, watch for, and uh, we'll call it a pod from there. Um, so, uh, from this past uh, Thursday, we had two matches go after our last pod. Uh, West Ham and Bournemouth drew 1-1. James Ward's-Prowse penalty on the hour mark canceled out Dominic Solanke's third-minute goal as Solanke uh, chooses to stay in Bournemouth and promptly picks up another score. Uh, Manchester United and Wolves two, twice. Oh. Wolves could be so much higher in the table. If just a few things against United had gone differently this year, um, early candidate for game of the year and then was usurped like, I don't know, 72 hours later. Uh, Wolves three, United four. Nito thought he'd equalized for Wolves at 3-3 in the 95th minute and secured a point for Nick Petrovich's men. But oh, oh, the young, the young teenager, Mainu, comes in for United, 97th minute, quiets the crowd at the Molyneux and gets three points for United. But don't worry, everyone, Wolves, Wolves would have a better weekend. It's fine. But still, for the second time this year, Wolves and United play an absolute barn burner. Um, On to the weekend, uh, disappointing draw for Tottenham as they let a late Jared Branthway goal come in um, no. to make it 2-2 against Everton. Uh, Richarlison scoring twice against his former team, nine goals in eight matches for the former Evertonian uh, as he has propelled Spurs to at least something while Captain Youngman's son has been off at the Asian Games. Although he is, he is already back in London. So think things are looking up. Um, elsewise, Brighton Hove beats Crystal Palace 4-1, uh, sending Roy Hodgson almost to the unemployment line. Burnley and Fulham draw 2-2. Wesley Fofan as the second half brace, securing a much-needed point for Burnley. Uh, this was the other uh, potential match of the year. Newcastle 4, Luton 4. I I'm kind of hoping at this point Luton stays up, man. Like, they're <laughs> really, really giving it to him. Uh, Trippier and Barnes needing to score in the second half to secure a single point for Newcastle after Luton jumped out to a 4-2 lead in the second half. Just wild stuff. A uh, really entertaining match for the neutrals. Uh, that saw each team get a point. Uh, Aston Villa 5, Sheffield United nil. This year goes from bad to worse for United as they are once again run off the pitch. Bournemouth and Nottingham Forest draw 1-1. 10-man Bournemouth was able to hold on uh, while uh, for the last little bit after Philip Billing uh, was sent off uh, after coming on in the second half. Um, So both teams get a point there. Um, This was the good news for Wolves. Uh, They beat Chelsea 4-2, which spawned about 
a half a billion think pieces on Chelsea who have been skirting under the shit radar that was being covered by Manchester United for most of this year. And now suddenly they are squarely in the headlights. Uh, Cunha with a hat trick in this one for Wolves. Big, big win for them. Chelsea spirals down under 10th place. Uh, United gets a big 3-0 win over West Ham. Uh, Hoyen with an early goal and Garnacho with a brace in the second half. Uh, Arsenal in the match of the weekend beats Liverpool 3-1 with three of just the most bizarre goals. Not all three Arsenal goals, but just three goals in the match that just make you kind of question reality. Um, just bizarre, bizarre goals from two of the best three teams in the Premier League right now. But Arsenal do get the uh, the 3-1 win there. Uh, and then to round off the week on Monday, uh, City 3, Brentford 1, Phil Foden's second half hat trick. Uh, or sorry, first uh, goal came in stoppage time in the first half. Last two goals came in the second half. Uh, the last two being very, very class goals for Foden. Uh, City beats Brentford 3-1, and uh, truly the robot apocalypse is back upon us. Um, so that was, Wes, the week that was. Uh, thoughts on the weekend? Um, go back to that uh, United Wolves match, just to touch on that real oh, yeah. quick. Mm -hmm. Golly, man, I mean, you just want to talk about it. Whenever it looked like it was over, somebody's like, nah, nah, this shit ain't over yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, really, really entertaining match to the neutral. Um, oh, you've got in front of you, say the kid's name again, uh, who scored the My winner new. for United. My new, they have extremely high hopes for this kid, yes. apparently. Mm -hmm. uh, apparently he is like, uh, he is like the wonder kid of United coming through. Um, mm -hmm. You know, midfielder has just a shit ton of promise. Um, so they're they're banking on him a lot going forward. So you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna be a hateful asshole about like a, I think he's like 16 or 17. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, kid scored a hell of a goal, uh, got United the winner. Um, in a match that, well, that's it. It looked like, it looked like first United were going to run away with it. Then it looked like United blown it. <laughs> and then they're, uh, they're able to, uh, rescue it late. Um, as you said, in a, a seven goal. Thriller. So, um, big, big win for United because as they day out, uh, losing that would have been a tough one for, uh, mm -hmm. for, the Manx. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Tottenham just, uh, that was one of those like maddening Tottenham matches that you get every now and again. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, it's like, why do we let some of these teams hang around like we do? Mm -hmm. And then why do we end up dropping two points? Yeah. I just, just, just one of those days at Tottenham, and you get them every now and then. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. Tottenham just they get them. Uh, it doesn't matter who the manager is. <laughs> it just happens sometimes. And it was just one of those days. One of those days for Spurs. Um, yeah, let's be real. I mean, Everton are not to that level, but at the mm -hmm. same time, Everton Everton have enough to them where every now and then they just they pull one of those off. Mm -hmm. They just do it. And uh, unfortunately, Tottenham on the wrong end of it this week. Uh, but like you said, you know, getting Sonny back is a nice thing. 
Um, of all things, Rich Arlison, hey, power to him. Rich Arlison carried him, uh, mm-hmm. carried a big bulk of that scoring load. Um, you know, did a really nice job. If he can continue playing the way he's playing um, and add Sonny into that, hey, you know, maybe maybe you got something. Uh, maybe you got something building there. Hopefully, they can get that partnership uh, up and going for him. Mm-hmm. And then the match of the weekend, Jesus Christ! Apparently, the way it looked on the field, someone forgot to tell Liverpool it was the match of the weekend. <laughs> Because, man, the Reds just looked a little damn wretched on the day. Um, granted, not in the excuse-making business here. Uh, Liverpool had some injuries. Um, of course, no Salah. Uh, he's got a hamstring issue. Saba's lie coming down with a hamstring issue. That's, that's not a great thing. Just coming back from a hamstring issue, uh, picking up another one. Not good when he's been a very, very um, important player for Liverpool. Um, uh, Darwin Nunez unable to start that match. He came on for about the last 25, 30. Uh, He had a bone bruise he's dealing with. So Liverpool not not at top shape. Um, They have played a lot of matches recently. But at the end of the day, you you know, it's like you're in club says you got to bring it. You know, you got to bring it. You got to bring it every time. Um, that's that's what the Premier League is. You've got to be ready to play. And apparently Liverpool were not all that ready to go out and compete with an Arsenal side who were very ready to go out and compete. All the props in the world to Arsenal, they were the better team on the day. Um to me, it was a different looking match than the one at Anfield where I felt Liverpool were the better team on the day and I felt Liverpool got screwed at Anfield. We've discussed that at length. <laughs> um, but on this day, it was uh, it was Arsenal's day, man. They um, they were beating Liverpool to balls. Uh, Liverpool, God, there was some stat about touches like in the final third that it, it was just like, it was just gross. Just gross how much better Arsenal were on the day than Liverpool. Uh, the Reds got an own goal uh, from Arsenal right near the stroke of halftime that gave definitely gave Liverpool some hope. I mean, it was, it was the best moment of the day for them by far. <laughs> um, other than that, just didn't really put on, just didn't really put uh, Arsenal under too much pressure. And then you were talking about the the weird, bizarre goals. The second goal of the match for Arsenal, the one where uh, Allison and Virgil van Dijk just both apparently thought the other guy was going to get the ball. (laughs) And instead it was um, uh, Martinelli. uh, Martinelli who got on the end of it and slotted home. And then for the last goal of the match, um, the kid they brought off the bench, uh, basically just nutmegged. Uh, well, put put a nutmeg through um, Kanate. Kanate got just enough of a hint of it to put it through Allison's legs. And man, at that point, or no, it wasn't Kanate. Kanate was already out because he had a red card. It must have been Van Dyke. I think it was Virgil again. 
and it was just a damn disaster of a day for Liverpool. Um, I felt at halftime. I was like, all right, you know, we didn't really deserve that goal that we got. But, you know, Liverpool are a good second-half team. Klopp's got some substitutions. we still got Nunez yet to come off the bench. But, man, nothing was able to make it work. Just nothing able to get it going on the day. And that extremely well-deserved three points to Arsenal. I mean, I can't, I can't mm-hmm. hate on Arsenal. I can't, I can't say anything negative about Arsenal in the match. It wasn't shithousery. It wasn't them being assholes, nothing like that. They just... They kicked Liverpool's ass on the day. Mm-hmm. And with it, any um, any cushion, any 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 little bit of a mulligan that Liverpool had is completely gone now. Uh, if they win match in hand, um, basically, if, if they can win and go even on Liverpool, matches played, uh, City will have a one-point lead. You know how that usually works in the second yeah. half of the season. Um, that March, I think it's off the top of my head. I believe it's March 9th. I think is... it's 10th now because okay. it has to be Sunday. Yeah, because I'm sure, it'll be, I'm sure it'll be on a Sunday. Uh, yeah. Well, because no, because that's uh, uh second week mm-hmm. of uh Champions League for Liverpool, yeah. oh, sorry, for Champions League for City, and it's second leg of Europa. Europa League for Liverpool, so it has to be Sunday. Yeah, yes, that sounds right. Um, I mean, it's it's basically any chance Liverpool have of winning the league comes down to that match now. They don't have the buffer anymore. Um, and they match at Anfield. I mean, you've, you've got to be looking. Liverpool have to be looking to win that match. Mm-hmm. And that is, God, it's just the way City is. That pretty much spells the damn running. Mm-hmm. City have some difficult matches. I believe City go to Arsenal still. Um, they've still got a Manchester Derby to play. They've already been to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, so that <laughs> does me no good in the second half of the season. Let's, um, uh, let's take a little look. Yeah. Uh, let's see. They have United so, on uh, March third. Uh-huh. Okay, so they'll have United on March third, then the Champions League, then uh, Liverpool on March tenth. Uh, they'll have Arsenal on March 30th. Um, yeah, basically March spells it for them. So. Yeah, they they and then after that they have Villa, and then th- three matches after that they have Tottenham. That 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 actually is a Tottenham. You were thinking of the FA Cup match oh, okay. Tottenham. So oh, they still do have to go to Tottenham this year. Oh, thank God! Thank God! Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe. maybe. That is, but that is the thing. Him. Like once, once there we're through March, the only top like five team left they have to play. I guess well, the, I guess technically Tottenham, but they just it's just Aston Villa, uh, and both the Villa match and Arsenal are at uh, the Etihad, and 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 the Manchester derby is also mm-hmm. at the Etihad. So three yeah. of those four really tough matches for City in that stretch are all going to be at home for, for for whatever that's worth for them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, it, it's it's going to be tough, man, just because in City, as you said, second half, you know, they're cyborgs, they go into kill mode. And um, it's it's going to be it's going to be brutal trying to overtake them. Mm-hmm. 
but hell, that's that's what we're here for. <laughs> so somebody <laughs> has to try against City, I guess you know. Somebody well, has to try. So and in fairness, as the things stand right now, City are level on points with Arsenal. Arsenal are only two points back of Liverpool as well for the uh for the title. Now, granted, again, these these two do not meet yeah. up anymore this year, so that will this Arsenal has to have Liverpool lose matches in order to gain or draw in order to gain ground. Mm -hmm. um, and Arsenal does not have the track record under Arteta of finishing season strong. So, so we haven't seen them do it yet. This is there are, they've almost been the anti city when it comes to finishing the year. Um, so I think that's why people are doubting them probably more yeah. to make a title push, but I mean, they are right there and here. Hell, I don't think they're going to stay there. Villa are only five back. Like this is this yeah. is kind of crazy, you know, when compared to other seasons. And I was thinking about this earlier this week. This is this is as close with as many teams as I can remember. Now almost almost two thirds of the way this season. This is I, I hate to say it's been a breath of fresh air when City could go ahead and win the thing anyway, but yeah. <laughs> at this point, seeing four teams within five points for the title is I, I gotta say, is at least pretty good as a neutral, but it's it's gonna be crazy going on the stretch. It's it's something. Um, <laughs> you know, you mentioned Arsenal uh, level on points uh, with City. City have, I believe, still two matches in hand on Arsenal too. Uh, one, one match. One match in hand, Arsenal. Okay, okay. So, um, you know, there's still that floating out there. Um, uh, yeah, it's just oh, it's damn frustrating. But, mm. you know, somebody's got to knock them off, man. Mm. Uh, it's just there's a part of me that foresees 95 points in another second place finish, mm -hmm. which would just absolutely gall me at the end of the day because <laughs> let's say that happens. Let's say Liverpool 95, 96 points finish second in the damn league. That means Jurgen Klopp is going to leave Liverpool with like, God, like the four of the five like best second place point totals ever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just years, just many, many years where he would have easily walked away with the league, and and instead is going to be oh, city, city, city. It's going to be like a damn episode of South Park. City, 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 city. <laughs> But of course they did. So yeah. it, it's 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 frustrating. I mean, it'd be one thing if there weren't 115 charges hanging <laughs> over in Manchester City. What? I know. Just didn't, didn't want to shock you with that too hard, but you know, it'd be one thing. But anyway, well, there's there's my friendly recap for the week. Well, well, maybe maybe one day. One day we'll get those those charges in. Maybe, maybe one day, but not not this day. Not. Not so not, the royal family's ready to sue. Uh, speaking of the royal family, mm. um, I I saw that uh, Charles uh, apparently has cancer. Uh, we're talking about, of course, about the English royal family right now. Um, and the way I found out of all ways was on Twitter. 
apparently <laughs> I, I have to find this because of, so there apparently is a a bot on Twitter that redoes BBC tweets in like this uh, cutesy uwu language. Um, and so I have to read uh, how I found out about it because like it's just it's the most dumb thing ever. Where is it? Please, God, let me find this. Please, 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 please. Where is it? I swear to God. Okay, while while I look for this, let me let me continue on with the week. Um, yeah. Um, so as the table stands right now, Liverpool are on top with 51 points. City with match in hand at 49. Arsenal are also at 49. Villa at 46. Tottenham at 44 in fifth. Uh, United right now in sixth with 38 then West Ham in seventh with 36 and Brighton with 35 at the bottom of your heart, the relegation zone. It is Luton currently just outside with 20 points. Then it's Everton on 19 Burnley at 13 Sheffield United only at 10. So still a, still a lot to go there as, uh, as we continue into the final phases there and for the weekend, that will be this week. Uh, Saturday at 7.30, City is back at it. They will be hosting uh, Everton. 10 a.m., Fulham versus Bournemouth. Liverpool, Burnley. Luton, Sheffield. Spurs versus Brighton. Wolves versus Brentford. And at 12.30, it's Forest versus Newcastle. On Sunday at 9, it's West Ham versus Arsenal. And 11.30, Villa versus United. Then on Monday Night Football on NBC, Crystal Palace versus Chelsea, 3 p.m. So with that, we go to the Champions League uh, as the the round of 16 is set to commence here this next weekend and or sorry, this next midweek, I should say. And Ooh. the matchups that will be uh, this coming Tuesday, Copenhagen versus Manchester City and Leipzig versus Madrid. Uh, and then on the 14th on Wednesday, PSG versus Real Sociedad and Lazio versus Bayern Munich. The following week, we'll see Inter Milan take on Atletico, Eindhoven take on Dortmund, Napoli play Barcelona, and Porto take on Arsenal. Um, so I know we, we had talked about it a little bit, Wes, um, you know, back back when this draw was done. Um, but just now that we're, we're back on, on track with the Champions League and getting back into it, uh, and we've, we've seen how the teams have sort of progressed through their seasons, uh, do any of the matches kind of stand out to you now? Uh, with what we know of the teams. Um, <clears throat> is it bad of me to say not really? Um, I think we definitely need to keep an eye down on Barcelona and Napoli. Barcelona are an absolute flaming train wreck right now. Xavi mm -hmm. on the way to help. Um, they haven't been playing overly well, as is. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's definitely one to keep an eye on. Uh, Arsenal. We figure Arsenal should take care of Porto. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, we saw Arsenal kind of flame out last year in the Champions League. Um, you kind of mentioned earlier how their history more in the Premier League has been to flame out second half of the season. Can they do something? Can they get past Porto, make it to the quarterfinals 
of the mm-hmm. Champions League kind of take the next step in the evolution of where that club is right now, trying to get themselves back into the elite of uh, world football. Um, I think they absolutely have to do it. They have to. Uh, Inter, Atletico, Inter has been playing some really, really tasty football this season, especially recently. Uh, they're on a really nice run. Uh, they are four points up with a match in hand in Serie A right now, so they are in. They are really in control of Serie A. Uh, I, I think they, Inter could be the team that nobody's talking about who could pop up and win this tournament. True. Um, it's not going to be easy, but because still you're going to either have to go through City or Madrid to do it. I think. Let's see what happens. Uh, Bayern. Bayern have been having their own little Bayern issues this year, as we know, uh, and you know, has been somewhat celebrated at the moment. Uh, they are not top of uh, the Bundesliga right now. Uh, just to give you your Bundesliga update, Bundesliga uh, through twenty matches, uh, they sit two points out of first place behind uh, unbeaten Bayer Leverkusen. Mm-hmm. Uh, coached by future Liverpool manager Xavi Alonso. Like, what did I say that out loud? Excuse me. <laughs> um, so they are not having. Oh my god! Ooh, woo. Ooh. breaking news! <laughs> oh, breaking, breaking! God, that's horrible. That's how um, I found out. <laughs> Jesus, son. Jesus. Jesus, I didn't even lad. follow that account. It just got retweeted by someone. And I was Poor like, oh, God. God. Anyway, back to Leverkusen. Leverkusen's yeah. staying atop that league. So Munich, uh, Munich have some work to do just in their own league. Uh, Dortmund have not. Dortmund PSV. I don't know what to think of that. I mean, Dortmund haven't been anything great this year. They haven't been, in the word, pulling up trees. Mm-hmm. Uh, three losses, seven draws in league play. I tell you, just I, you know, I've, we said it. It just doesn't feel like an overly strong Champions League uh, draw this year. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's just a little narrow-minded, but I mean, PSG, PSG are definitely not the PSG they've been. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at like, and they're taking on Sociedad. Sociedad are sitting sixth. They're 21 points out of Real Madrid right now in La Liga. Mm-hmm. They're the sixth place team. They're facing a PSG team that, um, I, I don't know. Do, do you have the PSG news in your news and notes? Uh, I don't. Cause I didn't know what, what PSG news. Uh, uh, well, apparently I knew all... something might happen. Every, every, everything, it has not been officially announced, but everything is saying that Mbappe is going to Madrid now. Okay, I, I didn't see that as confirmed, but yeah. I, yeah I it has not that, been yeah. fully confirmed, but that is like wildfire going around that, you know, that's going to happen this time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so much that they're already talking about, oh, well, who's going to be, a, who would be a good replacement for him? And, and trust me, folks, the names are nowhere near Mbappe level. <laughs> um, PSG are... I mean, they're once again, they're cruising. Obviously, they're going to cruise where they are because, you know, it's it's. <laughs> I don't think PSG are a threat in this at all. I don't think they're a threat. Um, Madrid are winning. They're like, oh, excuse me. Uh, they're winning the league, as we know. Um, Red Bull is in fifth. 
in the Bundesliga. I mean, they are they are way behind. They're way off the pace. They're 16 points off of Leverkusen's pace. They haven't been anything great. I will don't say think it's a great run this year. I will say just real quick, Leipzig can be feisty. I just I, I think they drew one of like two teams and that, that that they just yeah. I don't think they have a chance. Like literally, I think yeah. if they had draw just about anybody else, I'd be like, ooh. Oh, that's a yeah. that's a team I could pick to a, a little bit of an upset, but Madrid, Real Madrid. Oh, yeah. no. sorry. <laughs> no. I mean, right now, let's put it this way: if, if you, I think I believe there are three teams that can win this tournament right now. There are sixteen teams left. I believe there are three that can win it. I believe it's Inter, Real, mm-hmm. and Man City. Now, my question is because I I sort of agree with you. I do mm-hmm. wonder how much stock because Inter currently leading um, Syria, it is right. close and you do have to wonder along with Manchester city, to be fair, and even real Madrid, right. Uh, they're right. still close to Mar- Girona. How, how right. do they balance the league versus the champions league? Um, unfortunately, right. I'm not as familiar with Inter's depth uh, as like, no, as no, like no. city and real Madrid. So like city and real, I, I believe can balance that very well. Someone mm-hmm. like Inter, I, I know they're very strong. I don't know mm-hmm. if they can. So to me, it comes down to the A, their draws, and B, right. what what competition do they focus on more? Well, just know that Alexis Sanchez is there, and he is dragging them tooth and nail. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> I, th- I think one thing with Inter is uh, it's, it's going to be the matchups. Mm-hmm. Um, if they can get themselves past Atletico, the dark arts, <laughs> the dark arts. Oh, hey, the enters the enter, enter can dark art with them. True. You know, they're, it's, True. They're, they're the Italian version of the dark arts. So. True. And as we know, the Italians not only, you know, not only do it, but they basically perfected the dark arts. <laughs> it is, it is in their, in their thick ragu like blood. <laughs> To uh to to perform the dark arts, um, yeah, it, it, it's going to come down to matchups for them. But I mean, I and I, I put Inter kind of like a step below Real and um, and Man City. I just mm-hmm. I, I I don't I don't know. If there's anybody that knocks out Real or Man City before they meet up, wherever they may meet up. Like it yeah. would be a damn shame for that to be a final eight match. Oh yeah. Um yeah, because basically you just feel whoever wins that's probably winning the tournament. So yeah. yeah. It just I don't know, man. The Champions League, it just doesn't feel like the Champions League of old right now. Yeah. It's like if it's... only there was something more super. No, don't you dare. <laughs> um it is weird. Cause like, it feels like we're in a transition where some of the old guard has kind of dipped out, mm-hmm. but there hasn't been enough new blood yet to jump mm-hmm. up. Like, we'll see what happens with this Girona story, uh, mm-hmm. in, in, uh, La Liga, if they're in, you know, with their backing, you know, we'll, we'll see, um, do they become like a perennial powerhouse and really, really start becoming another one of those teams because you know you have to wonder about 
Barcelona. You have to wonder about Napoli and all the turmoil there. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bayern Munich hasn't been as strong this year as they have in years right. past. You know, where where do the Portuguese sides fit into this? You know, it's and like you said, PSG clearly isn't PSG that they have been. And if they lose Mbappe, then like what what are we even doing here? Especially if they replace him with Ivan Tony. I'll just leave that there. Just leaving that out there. Oh man. Um yeah, so I, I agree with you. I do think a little bit of it is is probably because we're just not quite as familiar with all the other leagues as we are with the premier league. But I'll, I, I just, I don't think even if we were, this draw would be that exciting yet. I, I think it, there could be just, some. Yeah. It's just, you know, the, the Messi's, the Messi, Ronaldo, the, the teams, the teams and the players that dominated the competition for so long. Mm-hmm. They're just they're not they're not there now. Mm-hmm. They're not there now. Um, you know, city. It seems like it, I I really don't want to think that like um I'm like uh, underscoring what city's doing. Mm-hmm. City are awesome. City are probably just the best team in the world right now. But it just almost feels like yeah, but. Yeah. Who are, who are they doing it against? You're, you're just, they're not doing it against the greatest. And I'm not mm-hmm. even making this a Liverpool thing because, mm-hmm. you know, Liverpool went up again twice against Real Madrid and didn't get the job done. Yeah. You know, and, and, and when they did get the job done, they did it against another Premier League team. So mm-hmm. you can even say, well, there's something against you. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. You know, um, but. I don't know, just something just doesn't really feel great about it right now. But it's mm-hmm. the competition we have. So yeah. I'll stop being a bitch and uh whatever, more power to them. No, I think it's very interesting. Um and because I, I think it's a great point you bring up. So I the team I follow in esports, um to be very quick about this, we, they were like from 20, they won their first two titles when they came into the league in 2013 in the game they play and 2014. And then yeah. after that, they were just like this perennial second place team for like the next eight years. Because for like four years, there was one team that was always the best. And then for the next four years, there was another team that was always the best. And then mm-hmm. when those teams kind of fell off, the, my team rose up and became like, they they jump from being the, always the bridesmaid, never the bride, to now we we win most things, and it has been weird because like we we couldn't beat the prime those prime great teams. We've only won one once those teams kind of fell off and the overall maybe talent kind of fell off. So I I completely get like this idea that city city didn't do it until this sort of potential transition period we're in happened because they they've been stopped somewhere along the way every time three times by other premier league teams once by liverpool once by tottenham and once by chelsea in the final um so so i do think there is not not to take too much away from city but i do think there's there is something to that they didn't beat 
a prime Real Madrid and they didn't breed a prime Bayern Munich for a Champions League title. Doesn't mean their treble last year wasn't amazing. No, it just, no. yeah. it, it just, it, it, it's, you just, it's, it's more of a what if. It's more of a what if that will kind of always sort of be on, when, when you talk about this city team, as great as it was, they never got it done against maybe like that golden age. Um, so for whatever that's worth, again, I do think once we hit the round of eight, we can start to get some very good matchups. But yeah, I the, the round of 16 is exciting because the Champions League is back and maybe there'll be some upsets. We'll <laughs> see. But as of right now, it is. It's it's back. The Champions yeah, we got the song, right? Yeah, we have the song. We have the song in Kate Abdo. Um, oh, back, I love you, Kate. Back to the FA Cup fourth round proper replays. Uh, picking back up on those, uh, Nottingham Force gets past Bristol City on penalties. Uh, Chelsea spanks Aston Villa uh, 3-1, and it really wasn't even that close. Uh, Luton gets past Everton 2-1. And then uh, Southampton beats Watford 3-0. Uh, and if, oh, and uh, uh, sorry, Coventry City also beat Sheffield Wednesday 4-1. Uh, so your matches for the FA Cup fifth round, the round of 16, Coventry City versus uh, the non-league side Maidstone United, Bournemouth versus Leicester, Blackburn versus Newcastle, Luton versus Manchester City, Chelsea versus Leeds, Forest versus Manchester United, Wolves versus Brighton, and Liverpool versus Southampton. Um, I do think it's interesting that, you know, last round we had Liverpool versus Norwich, a team that Liverpool always kind of takes out to the woodshed. Uh, Southampton, of course, the team Liverpool metaphorically took out to the woodshed and took all their players back in the day. So, uh, yeah. well, so we'll, we'll there you go. Those matches will take place the uh, the last uh, midweek, I believe, of February. Yes, last midweek of February. So check those out then. Uh -huh. All right, news and notes. Um, this story would have been a lot more relevant about eight hours ago before Chelsea mm -hmm. beat Aston Villa 3-1. Um, but this one that did come out yesterday from Chelsea, uh, sorry, from Simon Johnson and Liam Twoming. Uh, Chelsea and Project Pochettino, how a trying campaign is taking its toll. Uh, and basically, it's it's a, a an in-depth recap of everything we know about Chelsea, um, from the management and the owners to the transfer market to Pochettino taking over to the players that just haven't quite gelled together. And, you know, we did we did talk a little bit about you know, how they've kind of skirted under the radar because United has had so many problems this year. Now that United has, I don't want to say figured out, but the Ineos deal is finalized. They, they've been playing a little bit better, the whole Rashford debacle notwithstanding. Thing, things are on, if not an upward trajectory for United, at least stabilizing. Chelsea still, today aside, has been very poor this season overall. They lost their last two matches uh, by a combined eight to three coming into their their uh, FA Cup replay today. Um, obviously, you know, again, the transfers haven't really worked. The 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 lack of direction hasn't worked. 
you know, they mentioned, you know, a lot of these players are on, you know, an eight year contract and Pochettino is only on a two with an option for third. So like, what kind of message does <laughs> that send? You know, we've heard like maybe Chelsea would think about making a move, but they don't want to, to incur that pe uh, cost penalty and potentially like get uh, FFP violations since those apparently mean something now. Um, so this this is kind of a mess. Um, and it's really weird. There, there's a lot of different angles to attack this from. Um, but Wes, I don't I don't feel like we've really talked about Chelsea that much this year because of overall how poor they've been or just how middling they've been, I guess, is maybe a better term. Um, what are what are kind of your thoughts on on how this, as they call it, Project Pochettino and the overallness at Chelsea has been going? Project Potch. <laughs> it is catchy. Um, all I can think is uh, that old rapper Project Pet. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all I get is Project Pet. Um, <sighs> Chelsea is a fucking train wreck. That's what I think about that. Yeah. Um, I can't, I can't put uh, so I can't totally like just give Pochettino a complete pass mm -hmm. because you know what being the manager it it, it does mean something. <laughs> I mean, mm -hmm. you you don't just get this pass because oh well you know uh, nothing's going right. Well, it, it's it's up to you to try to figure out a way to make it right. Well, um, and kind of on that real quick, something I was thinking mm -hmm. about, you know. I, I think Pochettino is a very good manager and, and I wouldn't trade his time yeah. at Spurs for anything, but mm -hmm. you know, at Spurs, it, Oh, it fell apart because Daniel Levy wouldn't back him. Oh, and then he goes to right. PSG. Oh, it didn't work there because you know, the personalities and the team, you know, management's a train wreck, blah, 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 blah. And then he's come to Chelsea and it's like, Oh, well, I can't work here because you know, yeah, the, the players aren't hungry enough on their big contracts and the American owner doesn't know what he's doing and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I like Potch, but how many different clubs can he go to and not super succeed in? And it, and it's always something else's fault rather than his. That's that's very true. <clears throat> and, you know, that's the thing, you know, Potch. Potch is living real hard off the granted really good job he did at Spurs. Yeah. And Espanol. Let's let's not take and away Southampton, his time at Espanol. To be fair. Yeah, that's right. And Southampton. I mean, there were reasons he ended up at Tottenham. There are reasons he ended up, you know, he's ended up at big jobs. Yeah. But you know, the big thing is, as you advance, you have to you have to evolve. Now, that said, you know, I, I wonder if Ponch has just made some really poor decisions in making moves. True. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, man, PSG, let's be real about PSG. Nobody, no manager succeeds long-term at PSG mm -hmm. because the expectation is so sky high for what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And it's like the, the, the floor is 
oh, well, you have to win everything except the Champions League, and that's the floor, and if you don't, you're a failure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, oh, well, what's your problem? We're giving you, you know, three of the best attacking players ever. Okay. Um, what about the rest of my team? Figure it out. Okay. <laughs> and then and then to follow that up, it's like this Chelsea job right now just seems like a poison chalice. Mm-hmm. You've got an ownership group that doesn't know what they're doing. Do they have money? Sure. Will they spend money? Yeah. But they don't know how to spend money right yet. It's like, I don't know if the people Todd Bowley's brought in just aren't the right people football-wise, or has he really brought in good football people? Is Todd Bowley trying to make player personnel decisions? Mm -hmm. I pray to God he's not. I mean, I don't look, don't think get me he wrong. Is. I hope he's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, let, don't get me wrong. Yet. Look, if if I had, if I had a, if I was a hedge fund operator and I had ten billion dollars, boy, you, you know, I love Liverpool, man. I mm-hmm. love to say like, oh, John Henry, I want to buy Liverpool from you. I'm not air. I'm not quite arrogant enough to be like, and I'm going to call all the shots around here now. Now, in fairness, in fairness to be, to make $10 billion as a hedge fund manager. Don't you have to have that kind of arrogance? I believe that you have to have that arrogance in what you know. That's fair. That's fair. Now, granted, Ed, I'm going to sit here, I'm going to tell you, I can't really explain to you how hedge funds work. It's true, me neither. <laughs> I don't know how the hell these guys have $50 billion all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. I just know they have some place called like, uh, yeah, it sounds like um, a ham store mixed with a law firm, you know, uh, Berkshire <laughs> and uh, Johnson. I don't know what they do. I don't know what they do. All I know is they take money and they make money, which is cool. Hey, dude, that's awesome. But, you know, just because I can go make $50 billion running a hedge fund, you know, that doesn't mean that I know how to go out and, like, fix my own Ferrari. You know, if I've got my hedge fund and I've got my my fleet of Ferraris, Boy, when one of them starts knocking, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go and find a really good mechanic who can work on it. Mm-hmm. Or you know, hey, if if I want to, uh, if I want to go on vacation to uh, Mallorca, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna hire I'm gonna hire the the pilot to pilot my private plane. Yep. Because I'm I'm not flying that shit. Now I know there are guys who like to fly, sure, but you know, I'm not flying the damn plane down there. <laughs> I might own the plane, doesn't mean I'm gonna fly. You know, I might own the restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, I might own the trendy restaurant. Doesn't mean I'm gonna be the guy doing the cooking or 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 you know or uh, waiting waiting tables at the trendy restaurant. You know, with my fifty billion dollars. 
So why it seems what I you know, I understand Bowley as a business guy looking like man, this is a hell of a business opportunity. You know why? Because it is a hell of a business opportunity. People mm-hmm. are making hand over foot money with the Premier League. Sweet. Personally, I'm going to get into it. I'm going to become the biggest fucking fan on earth. Which, once again, for me, that's like I'd have to buy into Liverpool because there ain't no other damn way I could get Liverpool United or some shit. I couldn't own that shit. I'd be like, oh, God, no. But man, I'm going to go find the best damn people who can run a football club, who know football, who know football the way that I know running a hedge fund. And I'm going to let them do their thing and... Man, I want to be like one of those fucking NFL owners mm-hmm. who gets to stand on the stage and hold the trophy. <laughs> exactly. And be like, look what I did. I want to be that guy. <laughs> but right now, Todd Bowley is at a point where Todd Bowley ain't going to be standing on those stages no time soon, holding no trophies, because whatever the hell he's doing, he ain't doing it right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you can clip this, and we'll see it in like two weeks, three weeks. <laughs> sure. It just bites me in the ass at the in London, but yeah, uh, at Wembley. But as far as uh, a European, the the Champions League, as far as the Premier League, which I mean, let let's be real, let's be real. American billionaire businessmen aren't getting into this to lift the Carabao Cup. Oh yeah. You know, that, that's, I mean, look, it's it's like with football fans, it's like just the Carabao Cup. You know, they're in it to win it and win big. And um, it, it just seems like, you know, Tom Bully came in talking, oh, you know, we're going to be patient, blah, 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 blah. How did that work out for Thomas Tuchel? That worked out for about, what, four months? And <laughs> they fired Thomas Tuchel. <laughs> And since it just it hasn't gotten better, um, and, and, you know, I guess Bowley, Bowley, maybe he he's kind of gotten sold this idea of, you know, you know, in baseball you're seeing more and more in baseball, which that's Bowley's kind of bread and butter with the Dodgers. You know, in baseball, man, lock young guys up to, to long term contracts, and you know, let them grow and da 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 da. That's good. That's great. In baseball, that seems to work a little better than what football offers you. And it's just because, you know, like uh, Bobby Witt Jr. just signed that big-ass contract this week, right? Yeah. Outside mm-hmm. of Kansas City, is there really going to be that much pressure on Bobby Witt? Probably not. I mean, outside of uh, you, you saw the kid from um, Detroit who just signed the big contract, who's never even played in the majors yet. Mm-hmm. Outside of Detroit, are we gonna, you know, is is that gonna, if that busts, you know, there's gonna be some egg in Detroit, but there's not gonna be egg all over the world if that kid doesn't make it. Mm-hmm. Y'all see, y'all see football clubs. It's like chill. Uh, there are certain certain clubs. Chelsea, United, City, Liverpool. You, this just seems like a really bad strategy. Yeah. 
it's like, you know, you can get some of those guys. You can do that with a few choice guys. You know, if you feel you've got these can't-miss prospects, lock somebody up, man. Lock them up for a good five, six years. You know, do something. He basically has a team full of eight-year contracts for a bunch of kids who've never done anything. Mm -hmm. And it's like what you need in football, what we've seen that you need in football, it's like, yeah, you do need these precocious youngsters who, you know, bring something to a team. But your team has to be built around uh, presence. Mm -hmm. Veteran presence has to be there. I'm not saying they've all got to be 33 years old. They don't all have to be Virgil Van Dyke. Mm -hmm. But by God, you got to have a few of those guys. Well, and like this article says, like right mm now at Chelsea, that veteran presence is basically down to 39-year-old Tiago Silva, who with all due respect has one foot out the door in his career. Exactly. Like exactly. Who, who is a, a marvel that he's still yes. doing what he is at his age. And that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But man, you know, don't you think he'd like a little damn backup in the locker room? Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, you look at, look at, obviously right now, the premier league is compared to city and Liverpool. Those are your two over the last the last decade, those are your two um, uh, most successful teams. Let's mm-hmm. say since Klopp came in. Since Klopp and Pep came in, those are your two most successful clubs year in, year out. <clears throat> What's the deal on those? Yes, you've got really good young players. But looking at City this year, who does City have? City have Kevin De Bruyne. Yep. Um, City have Ederson. City have, you know, they, they've got these guys who they're not all 23 and trying to find themselves being world-class players. You know, mm-hmm. it's awesome to have a Phil Foden. It, it, that, that's awesome. It's awesome to have Erling Holland. Even Erling Holland's a freak. <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, it's awesome to have like Phil Foden type players and you do want to lock down some of those guys. But, you know, you look at what City did. Somebody like Cole Palmer, who, guess what? Chelsea gave him a long-ass contract. You know, City were like, we know he needs to play more, but he's not ready to play every day for us. And he doesn't want to, he doesn't want that, so we're going to let him go. And we're going to bring in somebody who works. Chelsea have loaded up on too much youth and promise. There's no grit. There's no steel. There's no one to show those kids outside, really, of Thiago Silva. Um, and I guess Raheem Sterling. Woohoo! Yeah, <laughs> like he's like he's this mental ass warrior. Um, you know, there's no one to show these kids when things are going wrong. Hey, man, here's how as a professional we fix this. Here's what we're gonna do. You know, I'm taking control, and this is what we're gonna do. You've just got a bunch of kids running around like chickens with their heads cut off. Where at Liverpool, uh, take away this Arsenal match this weekend, it's Virgil van Dyke saying, hey, calm the hell down. Here's what we're going to do. It's Mo Salah saying, hey, just give me the ball and I can make something happen because I'm Mo Salah. It's mm-hmm. Allison Becker at the back going, hey, you guys move forward. I've got this. Chelsea do not have that at all. At all. Mm-hmm. 
and some days you'll see Chelsea, and boy, they look like, man, this is a good team. They've got something. They've got something. And then you'll turn around, and for three weeks, they're completely inept. Yeah. Doesn't hurt my heart any, but you know. Oh, no, not at all. That's just kind of, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of where we are right now with Chelsea Football Club, so. Anyway, long may it rain. Long. Keep it going, Todd. Yeah, yeah. You're doing great, Todd. Don't let any of these articles get to you. You're doing great. Oh, man. great. Uh, well, uh, and our next story, uh, is going to be, uh, part of the live update blog, um, from the, uh, world cup site hosts announcement from this past week. Um, so we have yeah. our full schedule, uh, and there are some, some good things and some eh, things. And the bad thing is something we kind of talked about, um, a couple weeks ago, it, there was a good story on the athletic about the uh, the work Dallas had been doing to try and get the uh, the World Cup final to be at uh, at Jura's World. Um, unfortunately, it will not be at Jura's World. It will be as they described it during the broadcast, the New York New Jersey Stadium, because they are not I'll allowed like, to say. Real quick, <laughs> yeah. Let me know. Let me know when a single ball is kicked in the state of New York. <laughs> Oh, you you have to say it though. You can't you say just New Jersey. <laughs> when when someone plays football in the metropolis of New York, let me know because the Jets and the Jets don't play in New York. Mm-hmm. Boy, they're the New York Jets and the New York Giants, aren't they? Now, now one thing I will uh I will uh point out here is during this live ball blog, uh Melanie Enzidier. I hope I pronounced that last name right. Um, put forth that potential, one of the potential reasons New York, New Jersey air quotes may have gotten the, uh, the, um, the, the final uh, is one because of the different political climates between there and Texas, which one, uh, the, the world cup has already shown. They don't really give a shit. If we if we literally work if we look to the last World Cup and look Just to the the twenty thirty four, we 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 know that's not true. And second, like yes, Texas is a deeply red state for the most part. New York isn't that blue. Like New York City is outside, very blue outside of the city. That's <laughs> a red ass state. Yeah. So let's let's. I, I know things are apparently yeah. going on right now in Texas, and, and it's not a great look, depending on where you fall on the political spectrum. But I, I don't believe for one fucking second that this had anything to do with that for Gianni dollar sign in the eyes and Fentino. No, 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 oh, no. Because uh, I'll also say, let's look at how Dallas votes. <laughs> it's about True. as blue as the star in the middle of Jerry World. True. So, yeah. Uh, guess, guess what, folks? I'm going to shock you. Cities vote blue. <laughs> there you <Yeah>. go. <laughs> Atlanta. Hey, we're doing matches in Atlanta. Guess what? Georgia, outside of Atlanta, votes red. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's how <sighs> it works, folks. Pennsylvania, outside of Philadelphia, votes red. Mm-hmm. We're playing games in Philly. I mean... No, yeah. don't try to give me oh political. No, 
No, somehow it happened because Johnny Infantino made the most money because that thing ended up in yeah. New York, New Jersey. Melody. That's how it happened. So what I am sure you are a fantastic reporter. I'm not familiar with a lot of your work. I just saw your name here. I and I don't mean to single you out if by some weird chance you yeah. listen to this podcast. I, I'm sure you are fantastic. This is so wrong. This is so wrong on every freaking level. Yeah. Just no, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, aside from that little note, um, Mexico, by my count, will be getting 13 of the matches in the World Cup uh, with Monterrey hosting four, Guadalajara hosting four and Mexico City hosting the opening game along with four other matches. Uh, Canada is getting 13 matches, seven in Vancouver, six in Toronto. And then the rest will be across the United States with six in Seattle, six in San Francisco, eight in Los Angeles, including a quarterfinal, six mm -hmm. in Kansas City, along with a quarterfinal, um, eight in Atlanta, which will be hosting a semifinal. Uh, Miami gets seven, which ha will have a third place playoff match. Uh, Philadelphia gets six. Boston will have seven and also have a quarterfinal. And then air quotes, New York, New Jersey will have eight, including the final. Um, so this, this is going to be wild. We'll, we'll see how this goes. I mean, again, like it's cool that, that NA is hosting, but I, yeah. I, I'm not looking forward to the expanded world cup. It, it just, it is, well, what it is. another th another thing you know um apparently like there are big concerns about the new york uh the the new york new jersey whatever the hell they're calling that place is it metlife <laughs> yes it's metlife stadium right mm -hmm. um well apparently fifa's calling it the new york new jersey stadium so i don't know what the hell apparently there's something like they're not calling anything by its sponsor name so they're not allowed to um, unless they also are a world cup sponsor Right, right, right. So, um, but apparently, like, everybody hates the turf at that stadium. Yeah. Like, the 49ers were quoted as saying, like, oh, hell no, that place is horrible. <laughs> like, the 49ers hate the stadium. I know, I know, like, like, there's, like, an inordinate amount of injuries on that turf. Apparently, the turf is, like, soft there. Mm -hmm. They say it's soft, but, you know, well, of course it is. It's New York, New Jersey. Um... <laughs> Some cool things with the draw. Um, the wife has told me that uh, she is down to do an Atlanta match. Hey. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't really give a I, It's one of those things, man. You know, a World Cup in America, I don't really give a shit who I see. True. Yeah. You know, hey, but if there are going to be eight matches in Atlanta, man. I can get my ass into one of them and it'll be air conditioned. My wife was like, "Well, you know, we could go to uh, we could go to Miami, or we could go." I was like, "No, I was like, where's it going to be in Miami?" I was like, "Is it the Marlins Stadium?" She said, um, "Miami Gardens." I said, "No." I said, "That's Hard Rock. Rock." I said, "That's where the Hurricanes and the Dolphins play." I'm like, "That shit in in June and July?" Fuck no, I'm not sitting no, outside. No, no, no. <laughs> it's like, you could give me fucking front row 50-yard line England tickets. I'd be like, uh, we're going to have to chat about this. <laughs> That's going to be brutal. Yeah, take me to Atlanta, 72 degrees in the in the dome. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, also, a cool little thing that they've got set up. Uh, I think it's a quarterfinal match. Will be played on July 4th, 2026 in Philadelphia. 
Um, that it will be a round of sixteen match. Round of sixteen. That yes. is the two hundred fiftieth anniversary of hey. America in the city that started America. So I'm praying for an England USA matchup in that. Oh one. my god! Tell me that would not be like the just height of everything. Uh, USA versus England on July fourth in Philly. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. Where England turns the tide and takes back what's <laughs> proper theirs. Ah, proper, proper, proper <laughs> victory, lads. Ah, this was worth losing the damn war for. <laughs> yeah. Totally worth losing the war to, uh, to knock them out. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. So, yeah, so I'm, uh, I think that's pretty cool. Um, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm not overly excited about the expanded World Cup. That said, could work out in my favor because it gives a few extra matches, at least in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and one of which I'm going to try to go to. So, uh, yep. Yeah. Listen, I don't care who I go see. I'll probably end up seeing some shit like Iran versus uh, fucking Ecuador or some shit. Mm-hmm. Well, you'll have Whatever. five chances in the group stage if you want to go to Atlanta. The, the Atlanta will be hosting five group stage matches. They will be yes. hosting a round of 32 match and, because that's a thing now. Uh, and they'll also have a round of 16 match uh, along with a semifinal. So, so you have eight chances to get oh, there again five for the group for the group stage. Um, and again, of note, there will now be 104 matches at this year's World Cup or at the 2026 World Cup. Uh, and it will go from Thursday, June 11th until Sunday, July 19th. Jesus Christ. Well, <sighs> I don't know. Hell, Jurgen Klopp may be back in coaching by then, but at least, you know, at this moment, he won't have a reason to be pissed about the players missing. There you go. There you go. Um, one last story. This comes just from Awful Announcing's uh, Brandon Clean. Um, Inter Miami beat reporter calls Lionel Messi's media blackouts, quote, a disservice to the fans, end quote, in deleted oh. interview. Um, so basically, sh- shocking to absolutely no one, uh, Lionel Messi gets to dictate all the rules at MLS. Um, and of course, one of the rules is, you know, you you kind of have to occasionally make yourself available to the media. And Messi's like, no, I don't. And MLS oh. just just kind of goes along with it um but uh the miami herald reporter michelle kaufman uh gave an interview with the athletic that was on youtube it's not there anymore saying quote the biggest stars in nfl teams even during super bowl weeks are talking to the media in basketball during the nba finals the top players talk to the media messi just never has and he clearly doesn't have to uh, goes on to say the local media we have requested to have some time with Messi to have a press conference to have something because clearly he is one of the two biggest players in the world. He's playing on this team. I cover this team on a day to day basis and I don't get to talk to the biggest star on the team. This does not happen in other countries. It would happen with Messi, but otherwise, yeah, point stands. Um, it's so bad, apparently, <laughs> that even um, nobody's allowed to even talk to Luis Suarez because of how close he and Messi are. So, like. <laughs> true <laughs> so, I'm, a, I'm a Liverpool fan he will bite you trust me um, so this is you know it, it's one of those things where yes it's great that Messi's you know bringing all this exposure to MLS whatever but like 
I, I know that a star of his quality gets to dictate the rules. They all do. But I do feel it is a little bit unfair that you you can't do apparently anything with him. Like at some point, MLS has to just go and say, no, you're the face of our league. You have to talk to people at some point. Like we get you like your privacy or whatever. But at some point you 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 owe it to the fans who come watch you. Like I was listening to the uh, the men and blayers. There's morning uh, morning session thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was the Monday one or the Tuesday one this week uh, that talked about how Inter Miami did a, a trip over in Asia and Messi didn't play in the match. And the, like the, while Beckham was giving a speech at the end, the home crowd was like booing him. And it's like, I get that. I, like, cause they were like tickets were starting at 500 bucks for that game. If I pay $500 and I don't get to see Lionel Messi play, I'm fucking booing. I'm demanding a refund. So I, I understand if you, if you want to make him less available, I get it. But I, I agree. It does a gross disservice to to the fans of MLS and to the people covering it that you just can't have access to them. I think that is a shame and is nothing more than I would have expect from MLS, frankly. You know, she didn't do herself any favors in that interview when she said, uh, when she called him one of the two biggest players in the world. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> she did herself no favor. She will never get an interview after this. <laughs> you can just not guarantee that. She'll never get an interview. But um Yeah, you know, it it's it's let's be real. I mean, it's kind of shitty. But let's also be real. We knew mm -hmm. we knew that Messi was gonna make his own rules. We knew. I mean, it's not like they were like, okay, Leo, you have to come in and do everything like everybody else. No. This is what being a superstar is about. Mm -hmm. You get to be a superstar. You get to do shit that others can't do. Mm -hmm. um, and if, honestly, if the MLF went to um, If they went to Messi and they were like, look, you have to do such and such, da 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 Messi holds every card where Messi can be like, all right, well, bye. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. And, I mean, he could be like, all right, well, I'll just go to Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he could, he could do that. So, I just don't I don't know what MLS can do about it. I don't know what MLS wants to do about it. Sure, mm -hmm. they love it. Messi was giving an interview every week, but at the same time, I just don't think it. Uh, I don't think it overly bothers them that he's. Not. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I feel like just to an extent, like there's a lot of people in this country who who love you, who worship you, who probably mm -hmm. got into soccer because of you. And mm -hmm. I, I hate to use the term you owe the fans it because I don't I don't know that they necessarily owes them anything, but it doesn't even have to be a weekly press conference. It could just be like an every once in a while thing, just like every month or so, just be like, make them available for 10 minutes. 
Like mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine that's, you know what? And then that that's, that's the great balance then for, for the people covering the team. You, you do get that messy access. You do get to get some quotes to drive with the traffic, but you also get to then, you know, spend the rest of the time uh, sharing the other stories on the team. Which is which is obviously the, also a job of a reporter to get those other stories, um, so so to be able to have that balance and not make it all about Messi, but to, to not be able to do anything just is is insane to me. Um, again, he's messy. He can do what he wants, obviously, but I don't know. It just it, I, I feel like the more we hear about Messi, the more I'm just like maybe you're not that much better than Ronaldo besides the alleged rape. Maybe, maybe you're not. Other than that, maybe you're not really that much better. Well, you know, now if, if I'm Ronaldo at this point, because Ronaldo, Ronaldo loves taking the piss when it comes to Messi. True. If I'm Ronaldo right now, you know what I'm doing? You're giving interviews to that. I'm granting somebody. I'm just like, Hey, you want 15 minutes? I'll give you 20. <laughs> oh, no. Just give some. Now, behind the scenes, I better look. Don't ask me about this, 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 or this. This is yeah. going to be a complete fluff piece. Uh huh. Hey, I'm going to give you a, uh, I'm going to give you an interview. I would <laughs> do it just to be an asshole. Yeah. I mean, he would. He would. It would be pretty great. I, I, I love that <laughs> shit. I think it'd be hilarious. Oh man. Oh me. But yeah. Um Yeah, it, it's it seems like it just seems like a, a really big like thing to whine about. Mm-hmm. Um when it's like uh, okay, I mean, were you not expecting this somewhat? No. So yeah. I don't know, it, it, I imagine it does kind of suck as a reporter to be like you have literally, again, one of the two biggest soccer players and one of the biggest stars on the planet on the team yeah. you cover. And when when the readers are like, hey, what did Messi think about the game? You just kind of have to go. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't get to talk to the man. I know. What do you want me to do? Like, I literally can't talk to the guy. What do you want me to do here? So. Anyway, that'll that'll do it. Uh, now let's uh, let's pimp the athletic though, Wes. Let's uh, talk about the stories we've been reading this past week in the athletic. What articles have been catching your eye this past seven days? Well, there's been some uh, some darn goodins, mm-hmm. darn goodins. Uh, going back <clears throat> going back into last week, so this one jumped out to me. Um, Tom Burroughs, uh, last Thursday, February 1st. Uh, check this one. The former football club owner now on the run inside the bizarre world of Glenn Champlin. Yeah. So, uh, oh, man. Um, this dude bought a seventh-tier English football club and apparently was, like, luring, like, former Premier League players to go down there and play. He's just paying them out the ass. Um this is great. The man put a mural of himself outside their ground and made his players call him Daddy Pig <laughs> and sing the world's greatest together before going out on the pitch. Mm. And now he is a wanted man on the run for police after twice failing to show in court last week. Amazing. Oh, boy. Um, 
So, yeah, so you know that's going to be fun. Uh, so definitely uh, check that one out. Um, what other ones I want to touch real quick? Uh, Keith Law dropped his 100 uh, top MLB prospects for 2024. Red Sox had five. Red Sox had like the second. They were tied for like the second most on that list. Oh, yay. They had five or six. Uh, uh, Marcelo Mayer is on there. Uh, your boy from Virginia is on there. Mm-hmm. Um, the catcher who I suddenly can't remember his name. Yeah, I don't remember his name either, but I know exactly who you're talking about. Um, yeah. Teal? Is it Teal? Kyle Teal. Kyle yep. Teal? Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, definitely check that out. Um, yesterday, a story dropped from Daniel Taylor. The Munich Air Disaster. Apparently, this is the 66th anniversary of the Munich Air Disaster. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we talked about that uh, back when um, uh-huh. Sir Bobby Charlton died. Yeah. Right, right. So this is the 66 one. So um, it, uh, the Athletic has actually released a three-part uh, read on this. Mm. Um, part one uh, is the crash. Uh, part two is the pilot story, and part three is the legacy. So um, once again, it's Man United, one of the great tragedies that ever befell you know a, a club side, especially in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, basically kill basically took out like the nucleus of one of the best teams in Europe at the time. Mm-hmm. But, but a, a uh, February 6, 1958 um, go, go check it out. It, it's, it's going to be a really good read. I've gotten through about half of the crash. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to finishing that one up here over the next few days. Um, and last but not least, I've got one more up there. I'm going to see if you're going to touch it before I do, but um uh, in college football's wildest QB transfer carousel ever, USC is just steps from Holy Cross. Go for it. You're like, what the hell? Um, yeah, Max Olsen basically just connects all the quarterback transfers this year. 136 FBS scholarship God. quarterbacks have transferred. 136 <sighs> have transferred to other Division One schools. Oh. <sighs> It's well then, insane, just insane. Um, a hundred by the end of January, 148 had hit the portal. 136 ended up going to other Division One schools. College football's fine. So, don't worry about it. Yeah, everything is great. My God, just the shit going on right now. I don't know if you're keeping up with it at all. The shit going on in court, like a little bit. I yeah. don't know next week if this is going to be the same sport or not. <laughs> It's like every day it's like going to court, like literally like Andy Staples first 20 minutes of every show at this moment is just, okay, here's what's happened in court since yesterday. And it is, uh, it's not pretty for the NCAA folks. I'll go ahead and say the NCAA is not going to win this. No, which for us, great. But somebody's got to come up with some rules to get football under control. Yeah. So, Anyway, a little I will let you. Messy. I will let you go ahead to yours, and I do have another one. If you don't touch it, I'll throw it out there real quick. Sure, I got a couple here. Uh, actually, mine are baseball stories. Um, <laughs> first one from Jason Stark from a couple days ago: Theo Epstein and his historic journey back to Fenway Park. Uh, the man who uh, helped break the curse um, for Red Sox Nation and uh, brought two World Series titles to Boston. Also brought broke the Chicago Cubs curse, brought a World Series there. 
uh, and then broke MLB's curse and made the game more exciting again uh, as part of the uh, of a Major League Baseball committee, spearheaded a lot of the rule changes for last year, uh, is now part of the FSG owner group. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how much he has his hands in all the different things now, not just the Red Sox, um, but I'm sure he'll be advising Craig Breslow at least a little bit, uh, considering I, I believe they work together in the Cubs organization. Um, yeah. So I'm sure they'll they'll be talking some. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Theo brings across the board now. But this is a, just a great uh, look back at a, what is actually an insane career especially with how young this guy is. He's still like, I believe 51 is, is, is his age. He's, and he's already done so much. So just what, if this guy isn't in the hall of fame, I don't know what we're doing. Like, I I don't know when you get to induct executives, but like dude dude needs to be in there. Like it's it's, honestly should already be there. I mean, 2004 and 2016, but we put his ass in yesterday. Done. Mark it down. Official position of this podcast. Um, yes. My next story uh, from good old Evan Drellick. Uh, Nevada Teachers Union sues to block A's Las Vegas stadium deal. This <laughs> this whole A's to Las Vegas thing gets worse every day. And I'm so here for it. Uh, so, yeah, the teachers union is suing because they don't want the money uh, in the budget going to a new stadium. They want it going to teachers and roads and all that good stuff for the, for the, the state. Um, The mayor of, of the mayor of Las Vegas was like, I I don't really want John Fisher to come uh, with the A's. The next day she walked it back and was like, I'll have any team here in Vegas with the subtext of except you. Except yeah. you exactly like I will take an expansion team. I will take if you want to move the Marlins here. I will take literally anyone except the fucking athletics because fuck John Fisher. Um, and so Evan Drudge obviously does a great job in this piece. But yeah, this has been a clusterfuck. Who who knows where Oakland is going to spend the years after between their lease expiring in Oakland after next season. And then once this supposed stadium gets built in Vegas. Like nobody knows what the plan is. It's it's great, and ho- I feel horrible for A's fans. But at least you Rick get Johnson some gallows. There you go. At least you get some gallows humor at the end here, uh, and you get to laugh at John Fisher's ass on his way out the door because he he doesn't get to save face anymore. It's already <laughs> done. Um, so that's kind of amazing. Uh, and then lastly, this story just came out today from Brittany Garoli. Uh, after making history, mm-hmm. Bianca Smith has moved on from the Red Sox. Um, uh, mm-hmm. she was hired in January 2021 as the first black woman coach in professional history. Um, and uh the the Red Sox plan, I guess, was to keep her in rookie ball where she was currently instructing, but uh she wants to to try something bigger. Um, so God bless her. Uh, and we'll, we'll see what she, what she gets into. So, um, yeah, gonna, gonna be interesting to see where her career goes from here, but a nice little retrospective on her coming into the Red Sox organization and, uh, what she brought. So, uh, we'll, we'll see, uh, a cool story from, uh, from Brittany Garoli on the eve and then a couple days of spring training. So my other story real quick uh, was a a piggyback onto your Oakland one. This one just came out a few hours ago from Tim Kawakami. Oh, I love Tim Kawakami. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is literally a couple hours old, hot off the press. Oh, I see it. Yes. 
the eighties wobbly Las Vegas future and the signs of another John Fisher failure. Yes. So just to just to piggyback that right onto what we were going to, it is um, mm. Mm. delicious. This, this is me tapping tapping my forearms so I can inject this oh, yeah. straight into oh, my yeah. veins here. Put it straight Woo! in your veins, and I'll I'll sprinkle some on top of my uh, ice cream <gasps> sundae. Mm. And, uh, and and just just take it down, just take it down. Delicious. Oh, oh man, I, I I will be reading this right after we finish potting. I can't wait. Uh, also, just something to throw out. I know there was a story on. Uh, you you mm-hmm. mentioned uh, the Red Sox. <laughs> so apparently Netflix has announced. So you you know. Oh yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is really great. I, I guess. Uh, FSG got a three for one deal here because you know they're doing the uh, they're doing the um, the the Liverpool documentary on, mm-hmm. on this season you know with Klopp leaving and everything. Well, then apparently they're going to be releasing a documentary about being done about the 2004 Red Sox, which injected into my veins. You know, we'll absolutely. Be all that shit. And then they're doing a documentary on the 2024 Red Sox. <sighs> We'll see how that one goes. As, as, I, as I saw someone said, they're like, so wait a minute, you're telling me you're doing two documentaries, one on pretty much the most exciting baseball team of the century, the 2004 Red Sox, and then maybe the most boring team in baseball <laughs> right now, the 2024 <laughs> Red Sox. They're like, yeah. what the hell is, F- is FSG thinking? Oh, man. And I can't say I disagree with them. My God, I, I, I don't know if I've ever been more apathetic feeling toward the mm-hmm. Red Sox right now. Yeah. Sucks. I don't mm-hmm. want to be. That's yeah. why Keith Law of all people gave me some hope because <laughs> man, we've got some exciting kids coming up. Finally. God. I just, yeah. It's like if I ever have to like hear Sam Kennedy speak again, it's going to be too soon. Dave Dombrowski, so thanks for the World Series, but we're finally getting over you destroying our farm system. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? At least Dave Dombrowski made it exciting. True. And we won something. We did win something. We won. We won. That's right. You know, um, and, and we did finally get out from under Chris Sale, but it's just yeah, true. The, the, Red, the Red Sox right now, the Red Sox cannot get out of their own way fast enough. Yeah. It's like everything they do publicly just turns into like, oh, this is this isn't <laughs> really what y'all should have done. <laughs> oh, oh me, they are they are like a little PR just time bomb at the moment. So. Mm-hmm. Whatever, I'm not getting into <sighs> Red Sox. Yet. I'm not getting into the gallows of being a Red Sox fan quite yet. So, oh no. Just remember what Simmons said: we'll trade our lives for that World Series. Well, damn it, we won four of them. Yeah. And now, like less than a decade later, we're fucking pissed again. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, At least there's no curse yet. <laughs> yeah, yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> it's like that Simpsons oh. meme. Oh, this is the worst day of my life. Ah, it's the worst day of your, life, of your life so far. So far. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> oh man. All right. With that, let's let's close off with the watch for Wes. What you been watching in the week that was or the week that will be? Um, so I haven't really had the chance to watch much this week. Uh, me and my dad came over one day uh, to yeah. to pick up a bag of peanuts and uh, and a, a a quart of soup for my house. Mm-hmm. 
And as he typically does, he ends up sitting on my couch and chilling for like two hours. So <laughs> we just randomly watch Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> okay. Because why the hell not? Sure. It's such a great family movie. <laughs> I learned so much. I learned so much from Arlie Hermy in that movie. <laughs> Most of which I can't repeat in any um, common decent society. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who gives a shit? And uh, other than that, I spent the night last night on the couch with uh, with the wife who wasn't feeling the best. Uh, she is she is a um, a Chicago uh, universe person. Ah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I think we were on like season five of Chicago Med. So you know, I ended up watching some Chicago Med last night. And um, uh, now now we we have no kids together, but uh, we have found the name of our third child now. So. We'll just leave it. We'll just leave it at that. Guys, great TV names. Just great TV names. Colton with a C. Oh no, Colton with a K. (laughs) (laughs) No, Brinsley. Brinsley. Shut up. That's not a name. (laughs) You just made that up. You're trying to trick me. Aiden with an I. What? Just one new ways to spell Aiden. Oh man, I actually true story. I I actually yeah. did really like when uh, my former girlfriend and I, when we were very serious, um, we were just throwing out random baby names at one point, oh, yeah. and like I really did like Aiden. Again, this was the early two thousands. Oh, this is before everyone decided they liked Aiden. Yeah, I was like, all right, no, we can't do that anymore. No, that's okay. And then, and then every variation and shoot off of Aiden, the Cadens, yep. the Jadens, the Bradens, the Haydens, oh, the Paydens. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, you can't do it anymore. You can't nope. in good faith do it anymore. Nope, that's why not I, anymore. I'm just, I'm just naming my kids after Ninja Turtles from here on out. Perfect. There you go, man. Um, mine is going to be a uh, YouTube channel uh, that I don't subscribe to, but uh, the YouTube uh, algorithm keeps feeding me recommendations of this channel, uh, and I keep watching them. So I feel, figure at some point I should probably subscribe. It's fine. Um, this one's going to be Daryl Talks Games. Uh, it's Ooh. someone who uh, uses a background and psychological studies to explain why we feel certain ways. Uh, about different video games or television shows. Um, I have one here uh, that I actually watched this past week, uh, Stories That Use Time to Hurt You, um, which basically takes like the idea of, you know, a a common trope in sci-fi television or even like a movie like, I think it's uh, Interstellar. Is that the one with with, uh, McConaughey and... um, Oh, what's her name? Uh, Sandy? Not no no not the, okay uh, that's interesting not Interstellar then, uh what's the one with McConaughey and um, God I, I Hathaway Hathaway uh what's what's the one with them, uh you stuck me on that one bro uh bro, you stuck me on that one bro God I don't even know how to spell their names uh is it Serenity <laughs> is that what it was called No not oh, apparently they were in another movie called Serenity um. Uh, Hold on, let's try this. Alexa, what movie was Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway? Oh no, it was Interstellar. Wait, then what's the one with uh, Sandra Bullock? Hathaway movies, and they are Interstellar, Serenity, Interstellar, 
Nolan's Odyssey and Inside Interstellar. Yeah, it was Interstellar. Um, so the, what's the Sandra Bullock, George Clooney one? Wasn't that like Astronaut or something? Uh, Sandra Bullock, sci-fi. Uh, Gravity. Gravity. Okay. So Interstellar, uh, quick spoilers for Interstellar. Basically, McConaughey is on a, a spaceship voyage thing. Uh, they have to do this, uh, go to this planet uh, to rescue this thing. Uh, but the planet is close to a black hole. Uh, if, if the closer you get to a black hole, time speeds up because of weird physics, whatever. Um, so basically, uh, the mission is supposed to be on this planet 15 minutes. Uh, things get fucked and it actually lasts an hour, which means I think 20 hours passed back on Earth or sorry, 20 years passed back on Earth. So when McConaughey gets back to the ship, he ha he has all these messages from the people he knew back on Earth. So like in the span of like a minute, he he finds out his father wow. died. His wow. his child has grown up, gotten married, had a son, oh, wow. and then they lost that child. Um <laughs> So like that, that kind of thing, that kind of like dread that time lapses can create, you know, wait, uh, unironically, uh, references click the 2000s Adam Sandler movie. So yeah, movie movies and video games that are like that, that was the basis of this video. Again, that was stories that use time to hurt you. Um, and then he has plenty other videos that are kind of like that. Um, and again, there's there's a big like psychological bent to them as well as uh, when he can referencing actual psyche, uh, psychological studies. Really cool stuff from him. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to give a, a shout out to Daryl Talks Games. Uh, but he talks oh, more than games. As his intro shows, uh, he also talks wrestling. I haven't seen one of his oh. wrestling videos yet, but I'm excited to see it when it comes out. Um, so yeah, go go check him out, y'all. Um, so with that, that'll do it for our watch floor for the week. And that does it for episode 493. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Uh, the pod is in the books. Thanks to our podcast providers, including Spotify for podcasters, Stitcher Speaker, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio app, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. You can find us on social media as a collective on Twitter. We are at AFA Pod. Wes, you are. I'm at Wes Bradshaw 21. And I am at Edward Green. Um, so that'll do again, do it for this this week. I'll be back next week with more Premier League. We'll have the first half of the first legs of the Champions League. Um, we will not have uh Europa or Europa Conference League, uh, but those are also in the round of 32, 24, whatever the fuck we want to call it. Uh, so th that doesn't really matter yet. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that later on down the line. But we'll have Premier League. We'll have the other stuff. It'll be great. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Before we get out of here and I die, Wes, anything else you want to mention? It, <laughs> it's nice. the biggest sports week of the year. True. I mean, it comes Sunday. The answer will be there. Mm-hmm. Will Travis Kelsey propose to Taylor Swift if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl on the field? We'll know by this time next weekend. If he does, everybody's gonna call it fucking scripted. And I don't wanna I don't wanna have a month of think pieces on that. No. I almost kind of hope the Chiefs lose because of that. Not because of him, but 
Don't don't do that. <laughs> if you win, don't fucking do it, man. Not there. Don't do it there. Don't do it there, please. I, beg I you. want Travis Kelsey to announce his retirement on the field and then turn around and propose to Taylor Swift. <laughs> no. And for Taylor to just get in the big Taylor. <gasps> like with her mouth just like continuously getting wider and wider and wider <laughs> until she looks like a character from like Beetlejuice. She becomes an eldritch horror and sucks in the entire planet. Yes, because she's just so. Oh my God. Sure, that's that's how 2024 ends with Taylor <laughs> Swift eating the entire planet. That's just how the world ends. <laughs> sure. It's just, just the end of that's just the end Fine. of everything is. Is um, I mean, at this point, doesn't Taylor Swift kind of have to end it all? We have we've had a good run, y'all. It's fine. Isn't Go ahead, Taylor. Just, isn't, isn't it just fitting that Taylor Swift just like gets to flip the last switch? Yeah. Hey Taylor, just turn the turn, just flip the switch on your way out, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there will be my child and her with her Stanley Cup and her Uggs, just just waiting to be sucked into the void. Oh, oh no! My basic ass child. Oh. <laughs> Folks, don't forget tortured pilots. Whatever comes out of the Hey, college baseball starts, Darren. Hopefully, the world's still around for that. Damn right, tortured pilots department. Damn right, because ECU is really good this year. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, Jesus. this is the year they make Omaha. Surely. This is the, this is the, damn it. We got a first round pitcher. We're we're loaded. We're good. We're really good. I prom I promise we're really good. <laughs> Thank you. I promise this is the year, I think. Oh man. For my calling crime, West Bradshaw. I'm Edward Green. Thanks so much for joining us again this week. Until we catch you next time. Stay safe and enjoy the football. Good night, Taylor Swift. I don't know where you are in the world right now. I think you're in like Tokyo, but just, just, just Taylor, Taylor Bay. Just let me have the power to Omaha, okay? (laughs) Just before you end it, just let me see my powers get to Omaha. Uh, She's gonna create with my. It has nothing to do with my kid. It has nothing to do with like my family or future. I just want to see if cars get normal. She's going to create her own singularity. So time will slow down. So even as she's inhaling the world, time will appear to go slower there at the center. So that should give you enough time. I'm on my own, kid. I always have been. Oh.